I often say if it's on your plate, you ordered it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It is 100% your responsibility. Now, there have been many times when I've said, there is no way I ordered that. Why would I order that whole heap of misery and pain? There had to be a mistake. Especially in this one instance, where in a split second, it felt as if my whole world fell apart. Welcome to Possibilities with me, Hannah Kahn. I've been a coach and psychotherapist for well over a decade. And after working with hundreds of clients, here's what I've come to know. The only thing holding us back from a larger, more expansive life is our mindset. Through conversations and my own stories, I'm going to help you break through your mental barriers and unlock infinite possibilities. I knew in my gut that something was wrong. I had nightmares the night before. The nightmare was that under my bed, a big pile of empty liquor bottles were being hidden right beneath me. Vodka, gin, rum. My subconscious was screaming at me, trying to get my attention. But I did what I always did. I rationalized it. It was just a dream. I used logic to talk myself away from my gut. It was an exciting day. I was shooting a TV pilot, and Paul was dropping me off. And then he would take our son to daycare. But I felt that something was off really off. But I had to be on, so I parked it. But that uneasy feeling, actually more than unease, it was like dread, lingered. During the breaks, I phoned Paul, but he never answered. I phoned his parents. They hadn't spoken to him that day. We finished the shoot, and the producers and crew had no idea what was going on for me internally. Because to be honest, by this time, compartmentalizing things was my normal. Paul was supposed to pick me up after the shoot. He was nowhere to be seen. He wasn't answering his phone, so I made my way home on public transit. And there I am, picture this. I'm on the bus phoning him over and over again, just pressing redial at this point. No answer. And you know when you're desperately trying to get a hold of someone? And when you're dialing them, you're almost expecting there not to be an answer because you've been doing it so often. But then there was an answer. Only it wasn't Paul that answered the phone. It was a police officer. It's 1 p.m. and Paul has been arrested for drinking and driving. I don't remember my reaction, but it was enough to gather the attention of the other passengers. The months that followed were some of the hardest in my life. Paul moved out and would go to an in-treatment program. I was taking care of our three-year-old son, seeing clients, working on a show, and honestly, barely keeping it together. Now, if we looked at this from the outside, it's really easy to blame Paul. But the turning point came when I took 100% responsibility for my part in this. You might be wondering what my part in this was. 
What did I have to take responsibility for? Well, the truth is, I knew. I knew something was up. Even before that nightmare. That wasn't the first time I had a feeling that something was off. I knew and I didn't trust myself. I didn't follow my intuition. And I had to take responsibility for that. In doing so, I also made a promise to myself that I would never do that again. Meaning I would never deny my intuition. I would never try to make sense of something that didn't feel right. My feeling was proof enough and I didn't have to justify it. Once I took responsibility, I no longer felt like a victim. I could go on to the next step, which was forgiveness. And you know, the first person I had to forgive was myself. For betraying myself. For denying what I knew to be true. It was from that place that I could forgive Paul. Staying a victim is an angry, rageful place to be. And although I did need to be there for a bit, because trust me, I was pissed, to say the least, but it wouldn't have served me, it certainly wouldn't serve my son, to spend a lot of time there. In my work with clients, we talk about this a lot, that taking responsibility is the key to freedom, and it really is. It puts you in the driver's seat of your life and it allows you to move on. By the way, Paul and I did get back together. He went into treatment, never had another drink, and together now we have two boys. And our relationship? It's better than ever. But we would have never reached this point if I didn't take responsibility. As I said, if it's on your plate, you ordered it. The good the bad, and the ugly. And here's the thing. You actually start to see some good in those really hard times. Michael Beckwith talks about this three-step process. I want to share it with you now because it made such a difference for me. When something bad happens, accept it. It is what it is. And when you accept it, you are in control the situation is no longer controlling you. The second part is to harvest the good. Look for the good. What's the good that came out of that situation? The third part is to forgive the rest, which means to let it go. We're going to incorporate that right now. As you know, we end each episode with gratitude. So here's what I want you to do. Grab a notebook and a pen or open up notes on your phone. Press pause and do that now. Great. Now I want you to think of a difficult time that you've come through. Don't overthink it. Just close your eyes right now and connect with whatever comes up for you.
And now open your eyes and write all the things that you're grateful for that came out of that experience. We're harvesting the good here.
if you're comfortable with it, I would love to know what came up for you. Please send it over to me on Instagram at Coach with Henna. If you liked this episode, can you do me a favor? Could you rate it or write a review right now? Personally, I think this information is more important than ever. And when you do that, it helps us to get it out there so more people can benefit. And I will meet you here next time on Possibilities. This episode was produced by Stephanie Phillips and presented by the Frequency Podcast Network.